This is the Passion Lands Lotta Team podcast, the top producing real estate team from New York City to the Hamptons. We bring you content week in and week out on all things real estate, finance, and lifestyle. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? We're back with the Passion Lands Lotta Team podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. How's yes. it going, Ron? Um, good, man. Good. Outside of the fact that the the world is destroying itself from the, <laughs> the inside out. The world is on fire. The world is on fire. People are destroying it. Um, it doesn't seem like anyone in government cares, which is interesting. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, to back it up a little bit, this weekend was uh, a nice weekend, great weather. My family and I, we decided to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know everyone already forgot about coronavirus, but it's still a thing. And, and we still have a lot of restrictions on us here on Long Island. And we went to the beach and it was, it was, it was an interesting experience. I mean, everything at 50% capacity, they've got, mm-hmm. they've got a, a, an orange cone in every other parking spot. But I got to tell you, people just don't, seem to give a shit anymore about this virus yeah and 100 percent. i mean especially after all the writing that's going on and there if there's there's either going to be this major resurgence or it's not going to do anything and we're just going to go back to life as usual Mm -hmm. but the beach was an interesting situation we pull in uh 50 capacity Everyone had to be 10, per, uh, 10 feet apart. Everyone's blanket, like like wherever you set up shop with a family, had to be 10 feet apart. That's pretty standard for the beach anyway. A lot of people on the beach still wearing masks, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, what are you doing wearing a mask yeah. on the beach? Um, uh, but people just don't seem to, I mean, especially like young kids, they just don't give a shit. You know, they're walking down the beach. Mm-hmm. They'll walk right by you within a foot. Like, whereas older people, like, they're a little more respectful of your mm-hmm. space. And, and they, they'll give you that, that you know, six feet of mm-hmm. social distancing. But kids just don't care at all. But, well, what, I mean, who, who, who would? I mean, you're 16 years old. You, you're walking down the beach with, like, 10 friends. It's just, it's, it's just not on their, on their mind, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, for yeah, for a 16, you know, people who are, who are still teenagers – for sure, it just you know at that point in your life you're just more carefree. But then I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. One is we've been in lockdown for so long, but two is I mean we speak about it. The more and more data that comes out, it seems like this thing really isn't that serious. And then you have the hypocrisy of you know you have to have 50 percent capacity at the beach, all these crazy rules, but you know go ahead protest in mass, which I have no problem with the protests. You know protest all you want as long yeah. as they're not violent, but you know protest in masses next to each other you know so it's like you, you just can't you well know. well what's happening is is the powers that be are losing control well and they're losing credibility losing control losing credibility and the, it, i gotta be so i'm not a conspiracy theorist but it is extremely coincidental that this is all happening in an election year i think so right i mean listen First of all, China doesn't want anything to do with Donald Trump. And supposedly there was an exit clause in the contract, uh, the The trade trade deal, the trade trade deal that they don't, that if there's some kind of pandemic or something along, I think it stated act of God, act of God, but I think it stated specifically pandemic. 
Yeah, I think I. That, I'm not sure, but I think it was the wording was like an act of God, such as a pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that they can that they can do an about face, and the, the trade deal is canceled. Now, the trade deal. Have you heard anything about the trade deal since this has gone down at all? No, except no. for that piece of news. But that makes sense though, because China, the trade deal was signed. It probably would have been the early stages of Wuhan. So China might have not known what it was going to be, but they might have had a little or bit of an idea. Or they strategically allowed that virus to escape the Wuhan lab, and they used it as an excuse to get out of the out of the trade deal. And now, well, then, and now, I believe we're in a situation where people do not want Trump to get reelected. Well, that's that's been the situation for been, four years. There's been organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Literally organized chaos, and we'll get into the organized chaos and how and what that looks like and what, what we think it is um, as to what is happening here. I mean, how are pallets of bricks just conveniently showing up in the middle of the street in Manhattan for people to throw bricks through windows? How's that happen? I mean, there's videos of people in Soho driving down the street in Rolls Royces, mm-hmm. okay? Robbing Balenciaga stores. Okay. Richard Mill, the guy who sells watches for like $250,000, $350,000 watches, mm-hmm. gorgeous watches, his stores are getting robbed. Yeah. I mean, these people, it, it just, it, it comes on the heels of something that like, okay, look, my position, this, this is a very divisive subject that we're about to get into. So we have to be very careful with the words we use. George Lloyd. George Lloyd's his name? George Lloyd. Floyd. George Floyd uh, was arrested by a cop who put his knee on his neck for nine minutes straight. Mm -hmm. He was telling him, I can't breathe. He ended up dying. That cop deserves everything that's coming to him. These protests are 100% legitimate. They are called for. Um, everything that, that we're seeing from a peaceful standpoint is legitimate, correct, and and should be happening. Okay? I support all of that. But the rioting mm-hmm. is insane. I mean, Manhattan, if you drive into Manhattan right now and you drive down 2nd Avenue... Every store for the entire length of Second Avenue is boarded up with plywood. Mm-hmm. What is that? I and, don't know. And, and and the utter dis. And again, it's it's a hard like line to stay to sit here and try to be politically correct, but the utter disrespect towards the police that had nothing to do. With the guy who killed George Floyd, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a matter of being politically correct. I, th- I think, I think everyone actually agrees that what happened to George Floyd was wrong. the The officer and the other officers who just stood by and watched are all at fault. I mean, I think that everyone's in a hundred percent agreement on that, mm-hmm. and I think everyone's in a hundred percent agreement on you know the protests um, and the you know the peaceful protests. And I mean, that's what America is about: having a voice and all that stuff. So people are fine with that. And I think everyone, maybe not everyone, but for the most part, people are in agreement that, you know, the rioting and the looting and the destruction, the violence, that that is wrong. Um, 
you know, a main issue is just the just the media who feeds off this and for ratings or whatever their agenda is, you know, and just being so divisive and kind of continuing to fuel the fire. Mm. That's where, you know, you kind of have people get worried, I think, about being politically correct is because the media is just so... Got to watch every Just little thing you do. It, yeah. And now it's, a, so now I believe it's become like a standoff with the politicians. So a big part of me honestly does believe that, um, you know, the, I believe this is organized. There, there's pallets of bricks showing up in front of, in front of places to, to use mm-hmm. those bricks to, to destroy, you know, storefronts and, and businesses. There's people on video on the internet paying people to do these things. Mm-hmm. Like you see payments being handed out to go do certain things. It's organized. It's organized. It's organized throughout the entire country. And I think on some level, there's a standoff of politicians, right? Does, first of all, de Blasio is the worst. Yes. Worst, yeah. worst mayor of all time. Uh, guy's a piece of dog shit, if you ask me. And, uh, he needs to. He needs to get. He needs to get out of office, and he needs to be replaced. Period. But he isn't giving the NYPD the free reign to correct this. Okay, yes. he's holding them back. He's saying, "Let them protest. Let them do." If the NYPD really wanted to, I know they're outnumbered to a certain degree. But if they if they could meet if they could meet this madness with a little bit of force, which is what's needed at this point, mm-hmm. to be completely honest, it would end. It would end in 24 hours. Well, the vi- yeah, the violence and the rioting and the looting would end. Yes. And then you would be left with the peaceful protest, which exactly. is fine. Yeah. Now you have, what's happening is you have Cuomo and de Blasio, both Democrat. Cuomo and de Blasio hate each other. Rudy Giuliani said it on record mm-hmm. that they do not like each other. Cuomo is afraid because of the world we live in today, to, to give that power to the NYPD. Why does anyone have to give it? Why can't because the police here's what just happens, do their job? Because here's what happens. In a political world, mm-hmm. the, the, he, he, he announces, you know, we're going to get things back in order, blah, blah, blah. And then within 24 hours, there's all these videos circulating on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook of NYPD cops exerting the force that they need to exert on people who are clearly breaking the law. So what's wrong with that? And now Cuomo and de Blasio's name is on that force and and it's bad for their political future. Same thing if Donald Trump marched the National Guard mm-hmm. into New York and and soldiers in uniform started roughing protesters up. Is is the Blasio in charge of the like like Trump's the commander in chief of the army? Is the Blasio in charge of the police? Yes, he is. Like yes. he could call the shots. One hundred percent. Rudy Giuliani was on Fox News last night. Mm-hmm. They were talking about this. They were saying Rudy had issues too, where they had to, you know, he had he had certain protests and riots and stuff like that that he had to deal with while he was serving, and he was giving some story about how he arrested seven hundred people in one night. Uh, and he said exactly what I'm saying right now. He said de Blasio and Cuomo hate each other. Mm-hmm. De Blasio has complete control of what happens. The chief of police 
and de Blasio are in constant contact. And de Blasio is telling the police to stand down, mm-hmm. to not exert the force. That He's the one calling the shots. But once he gives that power over to the NYPD, then the NYPD can do what they have to do, which comes with some force. But again, he's very far left, okay? He he wants some kind of future career in politics. He tried running for president or in, within the Democratic uh, nominee. He tried to be the Democratic nominee, nominee, which is a complete joke. Cuomo, the same thing, doesn't want to put his name on that. And Trump has an election at the end of the year. He doesn't want American troops beating up protesters or looters, not protesters, looters, people who are breaking the law. And he doesn't want his name on that because if he does, that gives Joe Biden a highlight reel to run all over TV. But what, why is that a political political issue? Why is protecting... Because everything boils on, down to politics. Why, why is protecting people's property and, and keeping people safe a political issue? I mean, at the end of the day, who... What, why is Democrat or Republican? Why would someone be mad if if our if a leader protected a business or a person from people who are looting and rioting, creating violence? That's what I mean. I don't think I I, I think it's some it's the media blowing making an issue of something that's not really an issue. I really don't think if De Blasio says, "Listen, protest all you want, but if you're violent or you loot or you're gonna riot." The police are going to take care of you. I mean, how many voters do you really lose? Is there really that many people yeah. that, that are not going to vote for him because they want violence? I don't think so. They don't want violence. They're not paying attention to the violence. They're paying attention to how the police are treating people. So when you see a police with a nightstick hitting someone on the floor. Yes, but if that, so listen, that's, that's if someone's subdued. Then you shouldn't hit them, all right? The police should be. But if someone's being violent and rioting or looting or whatever, the police should have the freedom to do what's necessary to apprehend that person, and that and that shouldn't be a political issue. I think most people would agree with that. Now, the police have to once they're apprehended, they have to show restraint and, and do what's right and treat them like a human being, of course. But I mean, they're not even letting them attempt to apprehend these people. So you're 100 percent correct, but that is not how this thing is treated. Because what happens is, is it, it's been politicized these, by the media. These iPhones come out, people start shooting video, and and the narrative gets painted over, you know, a five second clip that has nothing that that no one knows how it even got there. It's a media issue. So if if the media didn't pour gas on that flame and take that five second clip for ratings or whatever and blow it, if the media just ignored it or said, yeah, that person was, that person was, you know, broke into a store, was robbing it. They were apprehended. Once they were apprehended, they were left alone. What you're seeing is the process of them being apprehended because they were resisting, right? If the media said that, then, then you'd have no issue. The problem is, is these outlets for, again, whatever it is, ratings or whatever else just pours, you know, fuel on the flames, like I said. Yeah. I, um, I'll never forget the, I was listening to Ben Carson say something while um, he, while he was running for president. He hadn't yet uh, conceded to Donald, but he he talks about uh, freedom of speech mm-hmm. and he talks about how 
the media has this obligation to the people that it's their job. They have a duty to keep us informed with facts, right? And that's how America was built. That's why we have freedom of the press, right? Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, these news outlets are allowed to write negative things about people in power so that the people are informed and they can make a better informed Mm -hmm. decision to vote better in the future, right? And that's a beautiful thing that empowers the people with knowledge to do the right thing. However, the problem is, is that they've become privatized, profit motive companies. They all have an agenda. That are looking for, in a digital world, they're looking for for clicks. That's it. They're no longer reporting truth and facts. They 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 clearly have an agenda and they clearly have their bias. All media. Yes. Every conservative media, liberal media, yes. all of it. It's clear. Yes. It's so clear. You you can't watch it and not come to that conclusion. I yep. mean, I personally don't turn on the news anymore. Can't. I know if I turn CNN on CNN, what I'm going to see. I know if I turn on Fox, what I'm going to see. I don't need it. I have a, I have my Twitter feed. I get my news from there. I follow people on there. And honestly, I feel like you get more just factual information from credible and verified. You know, not not blue check verified, but verifiable people, um, on that outlet. Yeah. And then putting on putting on the news on TV. I mean, I, I but even that is like kind of a shaky place to get. And I'm with you. I'm not I'm completely like like you watch you put on CNN, you get the left narrative, you put on Fox, you get the right narrative. It's you don't you're not getting accurate information whichever way you look. You're getting a a biased sources perspective. Same thing with newspapers. It's Right, right. So so I don't I don't watch any of those. Honestly, a lot of, and this sounds stupid in today's age, but I guarantee in five, in three to five years it won't. But most of my information comes from YouTube, Twitter, just like you, um, you podcasts, know, yeah, podcasts, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, because you're getting, I think you're getting a more honest uh, opinion of whatever it is you're trying to get information on. I mean. Because there's no money behind it. Well, there is. And mo- well, there is, but it's not. It's a different kind of money. Like the pro- so. So I, I actually there was an article once about um, what emotions evoke the most clicks too, and it's anger. Yeah, anger, fear. I'm sure. Yeah, anger, fear. It's not positivity. Mm-hmm. Well, the the thing I like about about those formats is that right on the news you get a five second clip and they cut to the next. Right on, like a podcast. Joe Rogan has the has the biggest podcast in yeah. the world. We were talking about his payday last time. That's that's clear, and he does like two, three hour long form conversations. There's clearly an appetite for that. People want that, where they can sit down, listen to a conversation, listen to someone fully explain their thoughts, get their thoughts out. Someone ask questions, and then they can make a decision. You know, okay, I I got to hear everything behind it. I got to hear the context. You know, where they're coming from. And they could say, you know what, I agree with that. I don't agree with that. But that's the news is just, I mean, it's it's just, you know, it, it plays to people with an attention span of five seconds. It plays to anger, like you said. Um, it's and honestly, a huge problem. I think, and this is this might be a little insulting, but I think most of America doesn't doesn't seek out the truth. So they listen to what they hear and they just believe it. See, I think. Well, I'll take the opposite side. I don't know. I'll take the opposite side of that. 
right? There's a again, there's a reason Joe po- uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and I'm just using him because he's the biggest example, is so popular. Well, he just got the huge payday, 100 million plus or whatever whatever the real number is, is because there is an appetite for that. It's like the silent majority. It's like in the news leading up to the last election of Hillary versus Trump. You know, it, it's Trump had no chance if you put on the news and read, but then he won. It's I, I think that most Americans um, are sick of this stuff and that and they realize that and they just, you know, they have an appetite for something else. And that's right. why you see this. But I, I would love to know what percentage of Americans turn on whatever news broadcast they prefer. Mm-hmm. They listen to what they hear. They take it as 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 Bible, mm-hmm. right? As, as like the scripture and then move on with their day. I would say anyone that listens to only one news outlet or reads one paper, right? If you listen to only Fox news or only CNN or read only the New York times, I would say it's not a matter of if it's just a matter of when you, you become so, you know, uh, dug in on that side, yeah. it's if, if you're gonna do it, you have to listen to it all, because because they're all extremely biased. And after after a certain period of time, if you're just focusing on one, you become like almost brainwashing crazed. You get caught up in it. It works. You can't you can't resist that. Maybe for a little while, but eventually, everyone's gonna buy into that. Just well, I think everyone's bought in. I mean, listen, my uncle. First of all, I'm a long time gun gun owner. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how a lot of the people who didn't own guns before this are suddenly calling me up asking me for advice on guns, like I, like like I'm the gun master or something. I've gotten four phone calls from four different people who own homes who are now interested in buying guns. If you go to local gun stores on Long Island, there are lines around the stores around the store mm-hmm. of people that are trying to buy guns. They don't even have the guns to sell them in the ammo anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it, I mean, what, what, like for the first time in my life, okay, there was something, circ- I'm, in, I'm, I'm from Dix Hills. There was something circula- circulating from people in Dix Hills about someone who wrote something regarding, you know, specific towns, coming into Dix Hills and looting homes, which in certain parts of the country, as I understand it, they are looting homes. Mm-hmm. For the first time in my life, and I have I have three kids, so I was like a little scared to do this because if I fell asleep and you know one of them wakes up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. I fell asleep with loaded guns <laughs> next to me in bed because there was something circulating and we got emails from the district, the mm-hmm. school district, saying that this is a legitimate thing. We're taking the proper precautions to pr- protect our buildings and our assets and blah, 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 blah. That's scary, man. I, I, alarm, I put my alarm on in the middle mm-hmm. of the night before I went to sleep. Like That is no way to live. And I know the same thing happened in Massapequa. I think it's happening in... Yeah, I mean, listen, it, that that's the thing about social media like we were talking about. Anyone can 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 photoshop some image and start texting it and, and it goes viral and then people i mean people are clearly fearful here on long island like you said the gun lines are wrapped around the block at every gun store everyone's buying a gun it's because they're fearful i mean i think you know it, 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 what has to happen though is people just need they can't give it's okay to be fearful and take proper precautions but you can't give into the fear and start reacting to it you have to remain rational and logical because when people start 
making decisions off that fear is I think, I think that's when things really get bad. Mm. As long as people can stay rational and keep their wits about them, so to speak, you know, it's fine to take proper precautions to feel safe, but you know, still though, like when you, when you don't feel safe in your own home, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Yes. That's a major problem. But is that because, is that because so, so in both instances, nothing happened. Like obviously, no one looted the neighborhood that night, right? Not so, that I know of, no. yeah. So, so it's it's again, it's 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 media outlets just spreading fear, and people are are buying into that fear because in the end of the day, everyone woke up safe. Nothing happened. I hear you. I don't know, man. It's just crazy times. I mean, what's happening in Manhattan is very real. Yeah, well, Manhattan's terrible. I mean, people are leaving Manhattan. Manhattan's being destroyed. Um, I don't know how Manhattan's going to bounce back between coronavirus and then this, and the and the Manhattan taxes and uh, and politics. Oh yeah, so who's going to who's going to rebuild all this? Who's going to rebuild all the all? Who's going to want to move into Manhattan? You can't even. I mean, it's in broad daylight. Shops are being broken into and robbed. Who wants to live in that atmosphere? No, it's it's mass chaos. Mm Hmm. It's definitely not good. The only and the only way to really fix it, in my opinion, is a changing of the guard. You need to get De Blasio out. You need to get someone in who's going to sort of rule a little bit with an iron fist. Yeah, it's all it's all about it. All fall, it all falls. If you can't blame the leaders, then who can you blame? I mean, it falls exactly. on them. It's like if you're the CEO of a I mean, company, ultimately it falls on you. Precincts were set on fire. People broke into police precincts mm-hmm. and set. The precinct on fire. There were NYPD trucks on fire in Manhattan. Mm. Well, that's why it's it's forget about it shouldn't be political. Forget about Democrat Republican. If this is go, if you are running the city and this is going on in the city you're running, you are failing as a leader. Yes. And if you're failing as a leader, you should no longer be in charge. There should yes. you should put a leader in place that can handle the situation. It's that simple. It's that simple. I know. I know. I know. It's just, it, it, and it's, it's not just New York. I mean, it's happening everywhere. But yeah, I, I mean, we live here in New York. It's just the mecca of the world. Yeah. So it's extremely amplified. Something I always think about, though, I always feel like if you go back in history, like part of me, I'm divided on this issue. Part of me thinks there's like in every generation, there's a time like this where things just seem completely crazy. It seems like the world's on fire, right? You had the Great Depression, then you had World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, right? So I feel like there's oh, but then part of me thinks like this is all what's going on now is unprecedented. Yeah, I wonder if it fe- if it feels like heels, it's unprecedented on the heels of a pandemic. Which, by the way, if this pandemic doesn't resurge. Mm-hmm. I don't. Even, I'm not even sure. I believe it ever existed. Well, did you see the reports coming out of Italy? Like Italy, clinically, I didn't read the the whole article, but clinically, the virus doesn't even exist anymore. Like they test for it, it's just not. It's kind of like disappeared or something. It makes no sense. It's so bizarre. But anyway, to my point, I just I just to finish the thought. I wonder if it's because we're living in it, it feels like it's unprecedented, or if you live through World War II, if it was like the same, like if if you live through Great Depression, World War One, World War Two, all those different things, ancient Rome, whatever, you know. I wonder if it always felt the same, like the world's falling apart, or I wonder if this time it actually is worse. I mean, well, there's there no wasn't way to tell, there, but. there wasn't a media like there is now. I don't feel right. I mean, news didn't travel 
the way it does today. And I it mean, wasn't in your face 24-7. It is, it is instantaneous. Yeah. And people are consuming it, just like you said, all day, every day. That's what I'm saying. I think it is so greatly the, amplified. Yeah. So the But... And it's also easier for protesters who are, who are planning to be violent to organize. Right? Well, it only takes one, right? So you could have, you could have, I don't know, ten thousand protesters, if if literally ten, a dozen of them start throwing bricks and just creating chaos and hysteria. Yes, it's not that hard to to, to get other people to follow. Yeah, to exactly. And and if you're going to pay a few people, which apparently they were paying people. Mm-hmm then it's really not hard to get people or people to do things. I mean, what does it boil down to though? Because is it, is it like these, these people who are out there looting, is it poverty? Is it parenting? Is it, what is it? I don't think there's any absolute. It's like, it's a combination of things. I mean, I could tell you this. If I was on the streets of New York city, throwing bricks through storefronts, at 15, 16, 17 years old, uh, my parents would have sent me away to some kind of like military school. And that would but would they know? I mean, you'd be like, hey, I was at Jimmy's yeah, house hanging Yeah, out. because these people got arrested. A lot of these people got arrested. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... You know? I mean, there's cops that got shot, killed, mm-hmm. dead on the street from protesters, from trying to stop protesters. Mm-hmm. This is like the real deal. Real deal. In the Bronx, there was a cop. I saw I saw a video of a cop get surrounded by like five protesters and guy got the shit beat out of him. They were young kids. Yeah. So where where are their parents? You know, like who who's who's watch who's keeping tabs t- tabs on these people? And then, you know, I guess I guess it's I guess it's a poverty issue. And you know who talks about this a lot is actually Ray Dalio. Um. Ray Dalio talked in his economic machine video, he talks about uh, as the wealth gap grows and the difference between the haves and the have-nots, eventually there is a socialistic uprising of people who start to push back Mm -hmm. and then that's when there's a redistribution of wealth. But is that what we're dealing with? Are we dealing with extreme poverty in certain neighborhoods um, because we've created certain policies in, in a world with a massive inflation that those people can't even catch up anymore? Is that it? I mean, there's so many different ways to kind of think about it, but it is true. I mean, they're printing money like crazy. Mm-hmm. The wealth gap's going to grow. There's going to be a higher concentration of wealth in, in, in the wealthy's hands than in you know, the quote-unquote poor's hands. So does that mean that we see more of this in the future? Listen, the the system is clearly broken. The whole system, the political system, the news system, all all of it, the way it it all plays together, and and just has and you know the the cause uh, the cause and effect relationship on each other. It's broken. I mean, it's clear by that. It's clear of that. So it's what the solution is. I don't know, but something's got to change. The, the world, or America at least, cannot just go back to what it was five years ago. That's not going to be okay. There's going to have to be major change. What that change is, I don't know. You know, what the root cause of the problem is, I don't know. 
Um, but certainly. Meanwhile, meanwhile, all this looting's going on. Stock market's up. Well, that's yeah, that's the right? crazy thing. Every everybody's happy. Everyone's making money. Unemployment's that, at an, that's, well, that's unemployment's at an all time high. There's riots in the streets. Uh, you know, people are on lockdown. People are protesting. People are rioting. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And the stock market's. That's what I'm saying. It's very weird. It's well, almost it's broken. Like, it's almost like the is what Ray Dalio says true. Are that are the people in that ivory tower? who have all that money and are wealthy because they're the haves so separated from the have nots that the have nots are unemployed living paycheck to paycheck. If they're even getting it, they're living off the government right now who's sending them money. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it comes on the heels of a pandemic where people were locked down for two and a half months. The, the level of anger is really high. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you just go back in history, and this is the way Ray Dalio he studies history and just and just empires. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, the Roman Empire, the Egyptian Empire, the Greek Empire. Yeah. Um, you know, and and they all come to an end eventually. Nothing yeah. lasts forever. So America has kind of been the empire for the last two hundred and fifty years, or whatever the exact number is. And and is this it? Is it is this is it happening now? I don't know. I don't know but. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, we're talking about the same thing. It's it's it feels like it's coming to an end. It feels like there's going to be a changing of the guard, whatever that whatever that ends up being, whatever that means. It's just crazy times. Yeah, it's crazy times. My biggest concern too is there's a lot of manipulation. Well, there's clearly yeah. there's clearly people with an agenda. Right, and those people with an agenda are leaving brick pallets in the middle of the street, paying people to riot. And that's fucking crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Did you sleep with a gun next to you or no? Uh, yeah, well, I have. So I have, I mean, I have guns and I keep them in my bedroom anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, it, you know. Um, but yeah, so they, I mean, they're accessible. Yeah. Yeah, if we need them. Yeah. You know what's weird too? In a week from now, we may not even be talking about this. Maybe old news. The well, speed I, at which news travels and, and and the consumer's mind and how quickly we forget things in this country. Like I we've pretty much forgotten about coronavirus. I haven't heard a single word about coronavirus since the looting started and the well, protests. That's, that's the news. That's the news just hopping on the next story, the next thing that's gonna get them clicks and views it's and, and a reaction. It's insane. It's totally insane. I don't think this is just going to stop, though. I think there's a, there's certainly a bigger problem, an underlying issue for all of this. Um, the virus. What do you think that is? Do you, or is it too complicated to even put into words? I, yeah, it's too complicated to put into yeah. words. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. We're you know, I think the, the virus guys. was a catalyst of whatever it was that was broken, and then now you have, you know. George Floyd and the protests and everything going on there, adding to it. Um, I don't just see everyone just being like, all right, well, you know, a week from now, lockdown over, protests over, let's get let's get back to life. I mean, maybe, but it seems like something underlying is broken that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely strange times. I don't think anyone really knows. No, no. But to be, listen... We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I wonder if this is a new trend in America. I wonder if if the Ray Dalio 
you know, perspective on empires growing and then falling is, is accurate, you know, and how will we be with each other? Will we provide, um, opportunities for less fortunate people to have some kind of upward mobility or are we stuck, uh, in between this have and have not thing? I think if you look at it, you know, if you just think about it, over the life, life has always gone on, right? Yeah. Empires have fallen, new new ones have risen. Uh, humanity has not ended, and for the most part, the world has become a better place in terms yeah. of disease, war, all that stuff. Now, there's obviously still major issues. There's still a lot of violence and evil in the world, but from you know, uh, if you go back in history, in a general sense, we're progressing, not regressing. So while things might seem really dark or, um, you know, like there's no light at the end of the tunnel because of this 24-7 media exposure, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, there's, it's, we'll take a positive step forward, even though it may not feel like that right now. Definitely doesn't feel like that right now. I think the political system needs to be fixed in order for that to fix. I think you need to, we need to get out of this two-party system where it's just so divisive. I mean, either you're voting for someone or you hate the other person with a ferocity that will, that will, you know, provoke you to go throw a brick through a front, mm-hmm. a front, you know, pane glass business uh, storefront. I mean, why are we, why are we like that? Why, why isn't there a third party where it's somewhere more in the middle? And I know the Libertarian Party has been a thing for a while, but why doesn't that gain any? any ground, you know, I just, I I don't understand it. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. It's very divisive. And, you know, do you think if, if I asked you, do you think most people, if I said to to people, um, you know, we should be human beings first, not Democrats or Republicans. You think most people would agree with that statement? Yeah. I I think so too. But then why is there so much, why does it seem like you have to pick a side? Because we're tribalistic. I think human beings are tribalistic. It's just what we are. We're either part of a team or we're not part of a team. And everybody loves to be a part of the crowd. And that's something that probably goes back in our genome mm-hmm. thousands of years, right? Either, you, you know, you were a Massapequa Indian or you were a Syosset Indian, you know? Well, then, so we're and not, because we're, we're in this time of peace, we're not at war with anyone. You know, World War One, World War Two. everyone banded start together going to war as Americans. Each other. We're all Americans. Yeah. Now we're in this prolonged period of peace and we can't band together as Americans, so you band well, together funny. as a Democrat or Republican. It's funny. When we get attacked mm-hmm. by some kind of terrorism, let's say 9-11, suddenly everybody loves each other. Right? Well, I hope so. I mean, it seems in this environment, it seems like there'll still be divisiveness. I mean, it seems like everything, everything becomes a Democrat versus Republican issue. Yeah, there's sides. It's crazy. Yep. There's sides to everything. That's why I'm saying I think maybe the party system has to change our political beliefs. It's broken, for sure. I don't think yeah. and I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Yeah. And it's gonna get worse because with all the money that they've printed, there's everything's gonna be very expensive soon. Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna be very expensive soon, and there's gonna be people who get very rich and people who get distantly poor. Poor, more poor than they are now. And they're going to have to be on some kind of go- government assistance and they're not going to feel good about themselves. 
and and they're going to give up and they're going to become angry people and this and when when those people when that population keeps growing and growing and growing then you see what we're seeing now with rioting because of the social class issues and and the amount of wealth like we're even starting to see it like in the AOCs of the world when 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 Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez says, why does one man need billions of dollars? Mm-hmm. That is what we're talking about. That's the poor saying, why, what, why does this have to, why does that exist? That is not fair. Granted, Bezos earned every penny he's got, in my opinion. I'm a capitalist. But that is the beginnings of of that of what ray is talking about uh, the reality is life's just not fair there's no way to make it 100 percent fair it's impossible i mean if you just look at nature right look at animals i mean it's not well that's how we end up in, the, in a socialistic society where suddenly you're but you're, then that's not you're fair, told how much money you can have yeah that's not fair and that's got its flaws and, and that American. leads to, that leads to issues as well i mean nothing i guess it comes down to nothing lasts forever unless you can find the way to unite and change for the better, uh, you know, you're going to, yeah, maybe maybe we go from capitalism to socialism, and that goes great for a while, but eventually it's going to end the same way this is ending, but we're potentially ending. You know, is there a perfect system that can last forever? I don't know. It's just, it's so confusing. And there's so much going on. It's tough to kind of put your finger on. On the other hand, on a more positive note, Elon Musk is awesome, and SpaceX SpaceX put uh, two astronauts in space this week. That 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 to me, that kind of stuff is. I'm into that. Is super inspiring. Oh my god! When I watched, I missed the launch. Do you watch the launch? Watched the whole thing. How was it? Awesome. So that's the other thing that's awesome about these things now is it's all live streamed. Yeah. And they've got cameras like, they've got cameras. All over this, all over the International Space Station, they had it all over the Dragon, which was the little hub that that the astronauts were flying in. They have it right down uh, on the ground mm-hmm. where 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 the rocket took off. Uh, so you could follow it and you could really like pay attention to it. But Elon is just so fucking cool, man. I mean, the astronauts first of all they pull up in Teslas, mm-hmm. okay? So they're, yeah. they're driving up in their electric car built by Elon. Then they get on this rocket. Now to think of like the nerve that you have to have to get on the top of a rocket in a little pod. I get nervous getting on an airplane. I know. So a rocket? A rocket. <laughs> yeah. But that's so I watched it. Um, and Elon is awesome. I mean, he made, I saw he made the spacesuits. Like, even the spacesuits looked awesome. Yeah. Everything. Everything he does is awesome. Yeah. It's, but I watched it when they were, I don't know if they were in orbit, when they were actually docking to the International Space Station. And that was just so inspiring to me. The fact that, like, that just private citizen built this spaceship, partnered with NASA, launched people into space. I mean, it's just awesome. And and before that, he created PayPal. So like, really, mm-hmm. like, is he in the rocket business? Like, like he like, just gets the well. I, the quote you you had the quote online, which I loved. It said uh, Elon Musk said, "I don't, 
I don't start. He said I start businesses to get stuff done, yeah. something to that extent, yeah, yeah, not yeah. for any reason. And so I, I don't think he's in any business. I think it's just if he wants to do something, he does it. He's like, all right, what do I have to do to get it done? So he he's probably first of all he's brilliant. So I I clearly I was listening to an interview like three months before, three months ago. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan had an interview with an astronaut mm-hmm. who went to space three times. I forget the guy's name, Greg something or another. Went to space three times and is one of Elon's uh, like top employees at SpaceX. Yes, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Was one of the coolest interviews ever. The guy yeah. talks about like doing a spacewalk and, mm-hmm. and going up into space and what it's like and all that. But he also talks about Elon and he's like the guy, like, like he works 16 hours a day. He'll, you know, have meetings at SpaceX, get on a private plane, go to the Tesla factory, Mm -hmm. do something for Tesla. Then he'll go to the boring company and do something with building tunnels underneath Los Angeles. And he said, Elon's like, number one thing is like, we're going to try and save the planet with Tesla, Mm -hmm. with carbon emissions and cars. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to send humans to Mars. Well, he tweets if if we want to like life to go on, we have to leave this planet. He, I mean, he always puts that, which stuff is why out. he's so into Mars. He wants us all to colonize Mars. That's his thing. What's Chris? And then we'll just go destroy Mars. Like we did. Earth. I mean, <laughs> but what's crazy is I heard, I don't, so I heard that this is the first spaceship, newly built spaceship that's launched astronauts into space since like the eighties, like every other spaceship that's sending people into space is from like the eighties or something yeah. or, or before yeah. that. So, Yes. It, I mean, that's a, crazy. Like all the electronics inside. The guy, the astronaut who was on Rogan was talking about uh, all like, like it, the, so the dragon, it's called dragon, is the pod mm-hmm. that sits on top of the rocket. So the way it works is the rocket takes off, right? And at some point, the rocket detaches from dragon mm-hmm. and then goes and lands itself. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It used to just fall on in the a, ocean. Yeah. On a landing pad in the ocean. And the way it works is the rocket takes off, right? And then it detaches and then it reorients itself and, and lands. And then they keep going to space mm-hmm. on another rocket. So, boom, now you've got a reusable rocket. The pod, the dragon, continues out into space. And because it's been finally rebuilt and commercialized with private industry. It's the inside of it looks like a Tesla. Mm -hmm. It's got like Tesla screens all over it. They had iPads in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like the coolest thing. And, um, they were saying that it's much more like automated now. Like they don't even need to fly it. Yeah. That makes sense. They're just programming it where to go and it goes, Mm -hmm. which is sick. I also heard that we no longer have the technology. When did we send someone to the moon? In the 60s? That we no longer have the technology to send someone to the moon. That technology doesn't exist anymore, which that just boggles my mind. Elon will put us on the moon. The moon. How is and that possible? And supposedly there's two other companies that are involved in this now. Well, because there's Blue, there's, Bezos has the company. Was it Blue Origin? Blue something. And then Boeing 
is another company that's doing it. And I think is, does, is so, Richard Branson involved at all too? Does he have a company like with Virgin? I don't know. Virgin Galactic or something. Well, he has Virgin Airlines, right? He might be involved too. Yeah, there's definitely. So, I so think about it. Elon sent someone into space. Then you have Boeing. Then you have. I heard Elon did it for like half the price of Boeing. Oh, I'm sure. I heard I'm Boeing's sure. cost so like I don't know, I don't know what it's like ninety thousand dollars. They're not going to beat Elon. Elon Elon's on another level <laughs> with the way he's doing things between Tesla and rockets and space and everything. I mean, and then and then you know there's the International Space Station, which is pretty cool. I was looking at look you know pictures of that and what that looks like. Uh, the, these guys the they go up there. The longest astronauts ever stayed in space stayed for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Imagine being in space for a year. No, being, it's like being on lockdown. I'm on vacation for like two months, uh, two two weeks. You're bored. Which I've never, I mean, even a week now. I mean, I never, my honeymoon went for two weeks, but I don't go for that long now. Yeah. But I mean, even after a week, you're like, all right, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to get back to it. But he's but, he's changing the way things work, man. That's the type of stuff. Like, that should have been that that should have been the news story. Like, think about it in the 60s when we sent someone to the moon. I mean, everyone watched. The whole country was rooting. Yep. It was, everyone was unified. Everyone was inspired, right? I mean, th- th- that's what should be all over the news. That should have been all over the news for a week. Mm-hmm. It's that's inspiring. the kind of thing that makes you think, like, like, these guys are doing this, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go sell a multi-million dollar home, right? Like, if, you, if you're a real estate agent and you've never done a deal over $600,000, mm-hmm. after seeing something like that, maybe it plants a seed in your head like, you know, look at these overachievers doing things that are beyond even human comprehension. I should be able to step my game up. That's what I'm saying. It's inspiring. Right? I should be able to get out there and do that thing I've been dreaming of doing Mm -hmm. that Elon is doing that these astronauts are doing. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, it's just, I, I I find it insane that, that he did that, that he pulled that off. And even he said to a large degree. It was like 10 years too, right? Since he started, when did you start SpaceX? Something like 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. And they started launching, uh, four years ago, 2016, I believe. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely interesting stuff. Definitely interesting stuff. So they're talking about another uh, stimulus update. What's going on with they're, that? They So here's the deal. There are 40 million unemployed, right? Mm-hmm. And when the, when that's, the, the, that's the latest numbers? And here's how, here's how you could break it down. There's 40 million unemployed, okay? When the American economy was revving and, and killing it, Mm-hmm. In like say February, January, the end of the year last year, the the most amount of jobs we were adding was like two hundred thousand jobs a week. Mm-hmm. So that is eight hundred thousand jobs a month. Okay. So if in our best months we're only adding eight hundred thousand jobs a month, how are we going to? ever get the 40 million who are unemployed back to work it's over 40 months i mean you're talking you're, you're talking, talking two years, years. You're talking years right more than and two that's years. It, that's that's two years of our best months it's two years of our best months so so realistically you're talking like three plus years right so the government knows this mm-hmm. and they're breaking these numbers apart and that's what they're seeing now a lot still has to be done because 
the recovery from everything that's gone on with this virus is going to be interesting um, and how, how it all looks. But they are talking about just sending people like two, $2,000 a month for the foreseeable future. Until what does that solve, though? It, so here's, the, here's what they don't want. They don't want insolvency. They don't want uh, defaults on mortgages, defaults on car payments, defaults uh, on On anything. debts. Right. But this just creates more debt. And when, right. when money's printed, it's not like it just printed debt out of thin the, air. It, it creates debt. It creates debt for the government, but it doesn't. But who supports the government? How does the government pay for things? The government could pay for things because they have the printing press. No, they pay for things because they collect tax revenues. Ultimately, it falls on the people. Right, but they've been spending more money than they've been receiving for a long time. Long time, Mm -hmm. which is why we have... Why we're in debt. And by the way, the debt clock that we have, the national debt, is like... I think it might have already hit $26 trillion. The only way that debt gets gets paid back is through tax revenues. It won't. It's not going to. I think we're beyond being able to pay that down. We are beyond being able to pay that down. Pretty sure. Well, then, then, then... the then only you, reason the dollar falls apart. The dollar's not falling apart because people still have faith people in it still have because faith they think we could still pay our debt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But they're the reason that they they want to get this cash out to people is so that they don't go insolvent, they don't go hungry, they don't, you know, fill in the blank. They they need money to continue to circulate. If you could do it in a way where you actually help the people who really need the help. Then, then I'm fine with it. The problem is the way they, it, and there probably is no way to actually do it, is that, I mean, you have people getting it that probably don't need it. You have people getting it that probably need a little more. I mean, it, it, there's probably no good way to do it. But if you could do it in the right way, I guess it is a feasible solution. Yeah. But it's strange because there's these people that are, quote unquote, going hungry, quote unquote, almost on the verge of insolvency they're they're not paying their bills you have people not making rent payments you have you know the the problem is once you start printing out the money then the people who are still going to work right who have been essential been working this whole time they're like what about me so so these people get paid not to work now and now they want their money you know that's that's where it creates the problem if if you could just help the people that need help and everyone else could just shut up go to work you know is it fair no but is it humane yes You know, just shut up, go to work. You're okay. And put an end to it. That's fine. But it's too easy for politicians to just start promising everyone money to get elected. It's all, you know, it's almost like the the game is to get elected. Yeah. And the easiest way to win the game. Well, that's another thing. Just make crazy promises. So that's another thing. If this, if this whole outbreak happens two years ago, does, does Trump and the Federal Reserve print that money as fast as they did? Because everything going into this year, you know, again, Americans have a short memory, right? Mm -hmm. So everything going into this election is what's going to be top of mind with people who are voting. So if this happened two years ago and there was no bailout and we went into a serious, you know, situation with with people's finances and and defaults and, Mm -hmm. and all that. And he had time to recover and get things back on track. Does he print that money so fast? Or was that another political move? It kind of makes you think, right? Trump 
Trump needed a good economy to get through this election. He's he's the jobs president. He's the finance guy. He's the billionaire, right? But now no one's going to blame him. I mean, no one's blaming. I mean, people are blaming Trump for the pandemic, but really, you know, it's, it's the pandemic. It's not his fault. Well, so it might have been. Yeah, it's not his fault, but it doesn't matter. If people are not doing well, they're going to vote the other way. And they're not doing well. Mm-hmm. But the stock market's up. Figure that one out. I don't know. I can't even begin to start a conversation on that. And then you've got the rioting in the streets, right? It's all political. It's all political. You'll see by the time November rolls around, when, when everyone has to cast their ballot, it's all going to be. I, I think it's all news. It's all the media. That's, that's the root of the cause. They created such hysteria and such panic and such fear around this virus because it was such a good news story that yeah. the politicians had no choice but to lock us down and and lock us down for an extended period. And once they did that, that was it. I mean, we probably should have, there's probably a really good argument to make, we probably never should have been locked down or locked down for two weeks and then open up. Yep. And guess what? You wouldn't have had to print all this money. You wouldn't have had, I mean, you shut down the economy. Yep. That's why people are struggling. Yep. It should have never been shut down for this long, but it was because of the panic and hysteria and the fear that was created by the media. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We even had like we had my daughter's preschool graduation and mm-hmm. it, it, it was sad because she's been going to school for, you know, whatever it is, three years there. Mm-hmm. She's got all these friends. She couldn't even say goodbye to them. Their grad the graduation was so weird. We had to drive in to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. They had like a big thing set up just for one person to take a picture mm-hmm. and it was her to be a graduate and hold like a fake diploma. And then all the teachers are wearing masks and see you later get back in the car and leave. And then the next person comes in. It's just bizarre. Yeah. You know, and then like yesterday, drive-by birthday party for my son. It wasn't even a birthday mm. party. It was a drive-by birthday party, which I got to say, they're very convenient. People come, they give gifts, they <laughs> leave. It's, it's easy. Yeah. It's much better than actually having a party. But it's sad because, again, the kids want to play with other kids, right? And then been hearing a lot of this the the reason and this is not definitive but they're talking a lot about school not going back to school in september and the reason is is because they can't figure out how to social distance children in classrooms that are not big enough for the amount of kids that are going to be in the class so if you have you know 25 kids in a class mm-hmm. or 20 kids in a class there's not enough room physical room in that classroom to space kids six feet apart so the th- the idea of schools getting schools not going back to school in september is actually becoming more and more real from what i understand which sucks and it's sad it's, uh, listen it's it's a very Tough issue. There's no perfect answer. And because there is no perfect answer, just send the kids to school. I mean, it's crazy to me. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I mean, the more but data that's what that comes talking out, it about. seems like this, this. I mean, listen, it's terrible like for people that have lost someone or been affected by it. But it seems like this thing is really not that bad. No. I mean, not not enough to warrant everything that's happening. A buddy of mine who works in a hospital has it right now. And um, he texted me on Sunday. He said, hey, man, what's going on? You know, we were just bullshitting through text, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? And he, he goes, nah, nothing, just home with the corona. So I picked up the phone, and I called him. And he's like, I don't feel 
anything. He's like, I, I just, I don't have my sense of taste and smell. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing that, that he lost from it. Maybe, maybe a little coughs here and there, but otherwise he was fine, according mm -hmm. to him. So, I don't know, man. And the average age of death with Corona is higher than the average age of yeah, death. So, so That's I crazy. mean, come on. I'm, I'm kind of over it at this point. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a resurgence after all these marches and, and, and all that. When you have mass gatherings of people, it's going to set us back. It has to. But they can't relock us down. No, no, that's the they thing. Once you that. open up, you can't go backwards. It's opened up. People are already telling all the people. The people in charge have lost control. Mm -hmm. If you think you're going to relock New York down, no. it's not going to happen. No. It can't happen. No. It can't happen. At this point, there's just going to have to be casualties. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Literally. But it, there's casualties in life. There's casualties with so many yes. illnesses and sicknesses and everything. Yes. yes. I mean, that's life. Yeah. They can't go down this road again. Let's talk about the real estate market. Go ahead. All right. So because we're only three days into June, I'm not really going to talk about June. We'll get to June in a little bit, but I want to talk about and wrap up May. Um, so May, new listings. Uh, there were 2,451 as compared to last year. There was 3,768. So that's down 35%, which is actually an uptick from the month of April. So I think towards the back half of, of, of uh, May, we started to see a lot of properties hit the market. And I could tell you in the first three days of June, we already have 317 new listings to market, which is significant. Um, the houses that have gone under contract in May, uh, 1,315 uh, down from 2,728 in 2019, which is down 52%. Mm -hmm. uh, in June, the first three days of June, 147 have already gone into contract. Okay. Um, closings, which is, a, again, a lagging indicator. We say it every time. 1,274 closings down from 2,143 the year prior, down 41%. And there's been 70 closings in the first three days of June. Um, what, what are we seeing in the last week, in your opinion, with regards to new homes coming to market? Are, are people getting more comfortable with it? Yeah, the, the data points to it. We're seeing a lot of activity in the market, uh, new listings. A lot more houses are hitting the market. Yep. And that's that points that, you know, we, I, I think at first we saw new listings were down at one point like 70%, maybe yep. even as high as 80%. And yep. now they're only down 35%. Closed and under contract, we'll continue to see those numbers down about 50%. You think so? Yeah, because that's affected For how by the long? listings. For how long? Uh, I would say th this month. And then I think next month it'll start to come back because there's just not a lot yeah. of inventory. Yeah, I agree with that. In March, April, and May, not a new. There well, that's there the other thing. Right now, there are. Right now, I'm talking about today. There are not a lot of listings on the market, no. and being on the market is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. But they are coming back. Homes are coming back on the market, and the the homes are being absorbed by the market because we're getting a lot of people from New York City who are coming out here to buy a property. Nobody wants to be in the city right now. So definitely something to consider if you're looking at selling. I mean, as it is, if we look at, there's um, 
there's a market report generator that we have here uh, logged me out. Anyway, prices are up. Prices for real estate are up. They are up, I think, 8% year over year, almost 10%, which is pretty significant. Transactions are down like 30% across the island. The number, I mean, I always shoot this this stat out there just in conducting business, you know, um, on a routine basis. The number one uh, factor of housing prices is sim- across the country is simple supply and demand. Yes, yes. That's it. Not rates, not anything else, is supply and demand. And right now it's extremely low supply, so it makes sense that prices are up. And That's it doesn't, right. I mean, rates are low too, so that doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else to add on the real estate front? No, I, I think we pretty much summed it up. Um, listen, it's 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 a, I don't say it's a it's a good market. There's activity in the market. Um, it's a you know you can get a good number. It's like not like housing prices have plummeted, so you could definitely sell for a good number. Rates are low. If you're looking to get out of the city or something, there's good reason to buy. So it's you know I, I think we're gonna continue to see a lot of activity in the market this summer. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if like I think in August for sure. In August we might see. Uh, an increase in under contracts, new listings, and close compared oh, yeah. to year over year for August. Because people are still going to try and rush in for the school year in September. And August is normally a slower month anyway, just because yep. it's the last month of summer. It's hot. People are enjoying their summer vacation. Yep. So I think this year people are going to be, you know, a lot more active in that month. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, with that, we are the Passion Lands a lot of team at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. If you guys are looking to buy, sell, or rent real estate, give us a call. Our number is 516-888-9711. That's 516-888-9711. Our email is info at pl-team.com uh, if you want to send us an email. Um, outside of that, thanks for listening. Uh, and until next time, we'll see you then.